0: Siri, how many millennials live with their parents today? Okay, I found this on the web for how many millennials live with their parents today. Check it out. Clearly, Siri doesn't like doing so much talking, so I might as well see the articles he has shared. And I'm looking at one from Forbes. Yes, millennials are still living with their parents. That's true. So, how many? Hmm. So, 15%. This is as of 2016, which is way far. 15% of 25 to 35 year old millennials are living in their parents' home. Ouch hey guys and welcome to another episode of postgrad space with me valerie odiambo and the statistics of millennials who are still living in their parents homes continues to increase and with the pandemic it's not unusual to hear that so many people left uh, their rental homes to just get back home and there are various challenges that people go through but moving out is usually a sign of independence and freedom that we always crave for and when you have it you feel like you're an adult and this week's episode i am speaking to johnson duro who shares his excitement of moving to his own space the fears he had and of course the challenges that he got when he was taking that step of faith (laughs) so listen on who is johnson
1: so what about me (laughs) wow um that that that's such a broad question oh my goodness um I, i guess i'll just stick to the basics i am a young communications professional uh just trying to find his way in this um Not so cruel world, trying to navigate through the vagaries of um, uh, building my career while also trying to navigate through the vagaries of building myself as an individual because, you know, you need a 360 development not just focusing on one part and leaving out another yeah. so i guess yes that's the best way to describe me a young man who's just trying <laughs> you're
0: just trying yeah i know ah, you're yeah, all yeah. in this business of trying
1: <laughs> yeah i know it's 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 well, with, um, with everything that's going on um, mm. around us right now of course uh, the pandemic and kenya being kenya as yeah. we as we kenyans like to say so it's <laughs> um it's 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 quite something to cope with, but there are lots of lessons one picks up along the way um in terms of mm. not not only just things you can apply for yourself but also in terms of your interactions with others and mm. the relationships you're building. Yeah. yeah, there's so much, but it needs you to be observant and to have some a very high level of mental strength and emotional strength as well.
0: It, is communication something you wanted to do?
1: Or... I, I I think I went through the default, how, how can I say, There's the default careers for Kenyan children, lawyer, doctor, <laughs> pilot. I started yeah. from, at some point, I was a pilot. At some point, I was a doctor. At yeah. some point, I wanted to be a lawyer. Then I was told, lawyers are liars. But throughout that journey, I, I guess you, if you're very self-aware from a very early mm. age, you get to know the things that you're good at. And now, I know. I think the passion for law just died.
0: Yeah.
1: But I I I, I just through my journey of self-discovery, I just came to realise how um, hey, you're good at writing, you're a very good speaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are your career choices? Hmm, law. Eh, Uh-uh. No.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ah. Mm. Journalism. Hmm. So I, I actually before coming into comms, I was trained as a journalist. Okay. So when I finished high school, I decided to pursue journalism because I was like, ah, journalism seems like it's so much fun, you know. Being in front of TV, you're there, reporting. But um, when I started my studies, uh, mm. it got it got to the point where I also had to be real with the realities of the industry in Kenya so okay. when I was in my third year of uni, well, I was in my second year of university, I studied at an institution in Kenya, which gave me the privilege to actually specialize in two different fields in communication. So when I got to second year, I was like, eh, mm-hmm. "Electronic media is nice and all, but yeah. it's not for me. I, I may I may enjoy sitting behind a microphone, mm-hmm. I may enjoy playing with a camera, but that creativity that's needed to come up with storyboards." Nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I added PR to my specializations because it's a skill that I had and I felt it was a very strategic move because uh, um, at that time I was thinking, hmm, I think with PR you can do PR anywhere. Because by the time I was getting yeah. to my second year, I'd already done my my first internship at a hospital in PR. Oh. So you know it kind of opened that part of my head, which is like, by the way, PR can be done anywhere in a hospital. Yeah. In a in a school, in a church. So that's how I ended up in com. Got a second internship when I was still in third year now. I started mm. practicing, I learned about media relations, how to relate with journalists, um, how to write stories. And it was quite fun because I have the skill for it. Okay. But um, there's a whole other conversation around having a skill and also using, using. it and yeah. enjoying your use of that skill
0: that's true. which is
1: a conversation for another episode <laughs> <laughs> yes that's how i ended up in comms and i am still in comms up to today i've been practicing for nearly four years now
0: nice that's that's it's amazing bit, yes when you finished high not high school but uni mm-hmm. uh did you take time time or did you were you the lucky few that got something to do after? after campus
1: Uh, well um I I I did I I mentioned that I had a a sort of like an internship slash job before I finished school Mm -hmm. Uh, but it got to a point where I felt like the place where I was working at the time did not did not go well with my mental well-being so You see, it gets to a point as a young person where you just throw your hands up and say, you know what, well, whatever happens will happen. So I went through one of those phases just before I finished school. So I resigned from that job. By the time I was graduating, I was not uh, employed and I stayed okay. out of I graduated okay, in the month of June or July. So between okay. that July and, the, the, and February of the following year, I was at home. So, of course, when you're at home, you'll have that burning desire to make money. You'll start looking mm-hmm. for jobs here and there. You'll jump online. I'm sure there's some of your listeners who have done a few <laughs> online jobs here and there. So I was there. And I, I guess it's luck because one of my okay. um, former schoolmates approached me and told me, hey, we are looking for uh, an intern at our company right now. And I don't know, I feel like you can fit the bill. I went, I applied. I did really well, yeah. which was really, really... Uh, a result of my previous experience in PR and my writing skills. So I got the job that I'm currently in right now. So I I don't know. I I, I was one of the lucky few, but not for six months Mm. after I graduated. (laughs)
0: But at (laughs) least it was, yeah, it was something.
1: Yeah, it was a very good place to start because, of course, when you have nothing, something small is significant. You take it with both hands and run with it. I'm
0: just wondering that when, when you're done with campus, I know you you had some sort of independence. did you when you finished, were you staying at home or were you renting in your own place?
1: Um When I finished campus, I was still staying at home. So, um I, okay, when you're still living in your parents' house, yes, you will you will you will be still a member of somebody's household, yes, but as an adult, yeah. you start developing these uh, habits that are similar to somebody who is living alone. So you know when okay. you get to a certain age, they no longer ask you, hey, what time is it now? Where are you from? Of course. So you learn you start learning to manage your own time even yeah. when you're still under your um parent or guardian's roof. So those are some of the things I had already started learning. And as an only okay, I'm an only child. Okay. So I, I I didn't really have um much interaction or um, many people to learn from within my household but i had a lot of interactions with older people outside my household and i picked up a lot from them That also i learned what to do and what not to do because as you okay. as you grow up, you're picking up lessons about what to do but also you're learning from other people's mistakes so those are the things that you will just apply in your life regardless of whether you're living by yourself or whether you're still living under somebody's roof. Like mm. um when it comes to financial management, of course, because yeah, I had an internship when I was still living at home. Hey, you need to dress yourself. It's no longer mom buying new clothes. It's no longer about <laughs> dad buying new clothes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and that's something I learned from an early age. I I I, I am I used I used to do Gikomba. So okay. those things of Monday to Friday, you're going to school, but then on Saturday you wake up at six AM to go and Thrift shop. So those are some of that you pick up when you're still living under your parents roof like financial independence time management um if you're into it also diet and exercise because i still I, I used to hit the gym a lot mm-hmm. uh, just as part of taking care of myself
0: but so. i'm just assuming that when you're still uh, under your parents roofs they, they, there's so much you cannot do yes you still you have your freedom but yeah. uh, speaking from experience <laughs> you do not have a lot like you have to negotiate one way or another
1: well i i was privileged enough to be raised by um, a mother because i was raised by a single mother and i'm an only yeah. child so our interaction was really mature from a very young age so of course there are those things you would not want to be doing like yeah. uh, okay it's your parents <laughs> house it's your parents yes. house you, you just can't exactly. have friends over all the time that's true you know and and mm. now the definition of friends is also very broad mm. depending on the interpretation so yes there, there's that because of a you you're like okay i i really do respect this person i would not like to disrespect this place where i was um, raised sort of ish so there's that
0: and then also if you, if you, if you think about it like when there's no graduation party that wakes you up from your comfort zone, uh, it becomes very uncomfortable living a rent-free situation. So,
1: uh, Yes, because I, I actually didn't have a graduation party, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but there's a certain level of comfort, yes, you've just said it, that you get yeah. when you're living rent-free because you're like hey, ah, I don't need to pay rent. I don't need to worry. I can kind of go home anytime I want, but not really anytime I want. As compared to when I was a child, because I'm an adult now, they can't tell me anything, but they still can tell me something. It's a lot to deal with because you're trying now to balance your individual needs against the rules and norms that were established where you were living or where you were raised, sort of. So yeah, yeah, of course, conflict was there. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. occasionally and then now of course despite the fact that I I was raised by a single mom and I'm an only child and we had this very mature way of relating Mm. there were still times I would come home at 1 a.m and wake up to noise like yo (laughs) you you came home at 1 a.m come on why wow yeah
0: (laughs) you're still under the
1: rule it is so frustrating but that's also dependent on how comfortable you're feeling and, and, and also what you want for yourself, I, I would say. Ah, if you feel like living rent-free is easy and you can just chill and handle the pressure, and if you're a good politician, you can just play your politics and enjoy life and yeah. living under your parents' roof. But if you, um, okay, from my in my opinion, let me caveat okay. with that, if you want to experience that whole solo life and just, I don't know, experience these things that you only hear from people. Mm. Like you, I got back to my house at Sijui, 3 a.m you're there like wow you got that 3 a.m so you'd yeah. like to experience that uh, this these, these um the perks of just being your own manager so if you if you also want to experience that you have to push yourself you're like eh, as much as this is comfortable i need this that's true yes
0: how did you make that decision to to just leave or was well, it something uh, that your mom took it
1: easy or took mm-hmm. time for her
0: to understand
1: for me it, it, it was a lot um and of course young men in this day and age we want we are or rather let me say i am ambitious there are things yeah. i would like to achieve in my life i would like to have a certain level of okay there's that independence and then that feeling of hey i did this i i did yeah. this i i got this i I pay this. I am that level of just feeling like you're in charge of your own thing. So I I had that desire, but of course there was the fear. And of course, my income also did not allow. Because yeah. as much as I had graduated and I had gotten a job, um, there's some there's certain jobs where you don't just start with yeah. a million bob paycheck. Of course. That's
0: true. So you have mm-hmm. to you have
1: to start small. So you're like, hmm, okay, I'm earning this amount. But of course, as a result of you earning that amount, you're still picking up those lessons that I had mentioned earlier of okay, I am earning X. I'm still under my mom's roof, but I've learned how to buy XYZ. I've learned how to budget my finances. I've learned how to do transportation and food. Of course, you wear out your fair number of shoes, walking, yeah. trying to save money here and there. <laughs> but um uh, personally, for me, it got to the point where I felt like now staying in that place was inhibiting me and my own self-expression also. Um, mm-hmm. And I, the final push I actually got from a very close friend of mine. He was like, hey, bro, how much are you earning? I was like, X, how much are you saving? I'm like, X, you should move out. And so what he told me was, you should move out. Plan yeah. and move out and you will thank me later. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. So I set the challenge for myself. I saved up for a few months just to get enough money to buy a few things for a house and also enough money to pay the usual rent and deposit and whatnot. And the, the, the time just yeah. arrived. And I, of course, my mother, the day I dropped that bombshell on her, wow, mm-hmm. she was she was quiet at first. I know it. she wasn't expecting it. But the thing is, I dropped yeah. it on her a few months before I moved. And I had to ensure that I'm drilling the narrative. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. Okay, I'm leaving. Okay, I'm leaving. Yeah. Until finally. Ah, have you bought? She actually bought into the whole thing. Ah, you've bought your mattress. Nice. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit of yeah. managing your own expectations. Um, trying not to be too overexcited. Telling yourself to be patient because once you've set a deadline for yourself, you just have to keep working in the background to ensure mm-hmm. that when your deadline is here, you you have to... It's, it's You have to like ensure it's everything's executed by them, keeping yourself accountable. And then also That's remembering true. the stakeholders yeah. that you're about to leave behind. It's not that they don't care that you're about to leave. No, they do care. So you also yeah. have to manage their expectations and manage their emotions and let them know that despite the fact that you're going to leave, you're not leaving for good. You're not going forever. You won't forget them. So it yeah. was a bit of uh, it was lots of PR, not just in the office. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think that uh, guys who stay longer making that decision are actually the people who
1: don't leave home? I I don't know. I I would not generalize. I would I mm. would I would say that everybody has their own individual dynamics that yeah. lead them to make the decision either to stay longer or to leave sooner. For yeah, mm. for like now, for example, in my case, nobody was chasing me from that house. By the way, yeah. nobody. Nobody. And in fact, I still have a space there should I want to go back. But I was like, Mm. you need this because in my case and from my own perspective, I would like to build a family. Mm. I would like to uh, like Mm. develop a particular aspect of myself. This that strong individual personality that you need to develop so that you're able to handle um, other people's needs so i felt like okay moving out and being Mm -hmm. by myself would prepare me for that Mm -hmm. not everybody shares my opinion there may be somebody who is of the opinion that hey ah i'm ready for that let me just stay here a bit longer and save up and move out and get married and yeah it yeah. varies from person to person it may not be a particular a particular phenomenon that's set in stone that are ah, you you are 27 you're still in your mother's house are ah, you you'll stay until you're 45 it, it varies for like, yeah. like in my case of course there was mm. my desire to be independent and now the final kick from my friend like you move out you thank me
0: mm. so far so good how, how is that experience how how is it how is that transition from a place where you're very comfortable, quote unquote, to now your own own space?
1: Well, I would say for me, the lessons I taught myself when I was still living under my mom's roof were really valuable mm. because, you know, when you have your when you have a tiny income where you yeah. learn how to live off it, especially a tiny income, which is your only like financial lifeline in that you're yeah. not dependent your parents for anything you're not depending on them for anything so that teaches you to really manage yourself so for me the transition was quite good because okay um i was i'm, I'm technically I, it's like i moved out mentally a very long time ago <laughs> Only difference is i didn't have <laughs> i didn't have my own roof. it's it's been, it's been yeah. quite nice Um, I am an ambivert, so I have an introvert side and I'm really enjoying all this time to myself. Of course, the pandemic hit and we've been forced to work from home. So I've really been enjoying my own company. But the transition was a bit easy for me because I I had already picked up a few um, tips and tricks and hacks as to how to live by myself when I was still living under my mother's roof. So like um, uh, shopping for stuff um, and also the fact that I never really used to come home late when I was living under my mom's roof isn't really a problem for me now because I always want to be in my house.
0: (laughs) For some reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for some reason, I just want to be in my house, in my castle, because it's my solace. So you're here, you're really comfortable, you have your own food, you can do everything in your own time. You can walk naked for goodness sake. Nobody's going to stop you because it's your kingdom slash it's your empire. So the transition was quite good. The only thing I would say is a challenge is as much as you can be introverted, it does get lonely. It does really get lonely because you're like stuck in your own thoughts. Um, You can only listen to so much music and watch. So I'm,
0: many... I'm assuming if you also get sick, you're on your own.
1: Yeah. And also if you get sick, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But the transition was quite good. I have really, really enjoyed being my own manager. Of course, nobody likes doing chores. Or rather, let yeah. me just speak for myself. I, um, mm. You may have listeners who really enjoy and thrive off doing chores. But yeah, so there's that. You have like a whole pile of laundry. You're like, ah. There's no
0: you one else to do, to do it but
1: yourself. Exactly. That's actually what I tell <laughs> myself. You're like, yes, you will use that spoon. Yes, you will mm. leave it there. Yes, you leave your house. <laughs> you will go have fun. You'll come back at night, 7 p.m., switch on the lights that spoon is there staring at you so teaches you a lot about responsibility
0: what i'm getting is becoming an adult is not just about changing your address uh, your location it's just dealing with whatever is there and as you've said
1: being responsible with what you have yes yes and actually we all start being adults uh, even before we move out even before Mm. because um, like if you live in a home where you're the, okay, in the African setting, the firstborn is like parent number three. Of course, there's mom and dad. Then now there's the and then, you,
0: yeah. Yeah, and
1: then you, and then you know when things things go bad in the house, it's parent number three who is to blame. Parent one and two will not include you in the parenting committee. They blame yeah. you. You're you're failing. So you see, you'll have to learn that as well. Mm. And you, yeah, that's how you basically start adulting even before you leave and become independent. You'll have a certain level of independence. Yes, it won't be a hundred percent, but that certain mm. level of independence is still very important in molding you and preparing you for the solo journey because. Of the responsibility now that you would have already learned and picked up.
0: I do relate.
1: Yes. So Lazima, you need to it's like, um, I would say once you've already put yourself in the mindset and once you've already told yourself that, hey, I'm leaving, mm. the change begins there. That's true. Change begins there mentally, because you're already telling yourself I'm leaving. Hey, by next year. I remember when 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 I came when I was house hunting, uh, so I had taken a matatu on my way to the place where my house is, I was like, this is how I'm going mm. to be taking that to home after work. This is how it's going to
0: be. <laughs> and I'm assuming when you're doing that house hunting, you're looking at, uh, factor. you're factoring in transport that you don't want somewhere that is far from, or what um, mm. other factors are you looking at?
1: Okay, for me, personally, in my mm. case, um, I was looking for somewhere with affordable rent. Uh,
0: because,
1: okay. Yeah, because rent... Rent really does take up a huge chunk of your income if you look at it in the long run. So mm. if you're able to save on your rent, eh, that will really push you a very long way. For transportation costs, they fluctuate. You may, yeah. you may get that off day where you get a lift from a colleague That until like a certain point or maybe half, half of your journey. So that one at least it can um, fluctuate. The rent is constant. So mm. my idea was look for a place where food is cheap, rent is cheap. And it is very peaceful and quiet. That that was my individual yeah. consideration. Because I, I wasn't really of a party person anyway. So I, it wasn't really a necessity for me to find a place with many young people my age for me to interact. No, it's about me mm. and developing mm. myself and safeguarding my financial well-being as I build to what I'm trying to build to. So, hey, cheap rent, cheap food. Ah,
0: anytime. Yeah. I think I'd go for somewhere where I don't need much transport because the hassle of getting to work in Nairobi is just crazy.
1: Okay, yes. Um uh in my case I only take one matatu to work. So at least that also yeah. helps a lot. The commute isn't yeah. as intense. Though there are lots of roadworks, so that doesn't really help. Then now mm. you, you're like two kilometers away from your office, but the traffic is mad. It's just frustrated. they're frustrated. Like, should, like, should I take a Boda Boda? I should have taken a cab. Why did I do <laughs> this? Why am I still sitting here? Then the traffic moves. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. Um. Some people may consider the transportation aspect. They may not want to spend so much on bus fare. Others may be like, hey, I don't spend so much on rent. Others may be like, hey, huh, what's the cost of food there? Is there a supermarket nearby? Is there a market? Yeah. Yeah, So those are some of the things you have to take into consideration when you're about to make that um, move.
0: Also, the house, was it something you wanted? or You know, the houses in Nairobi, you start looking at them and uh, just crazy. One is small, one doesn't even have a bathroom. Um,
1: the, The house is what I needed at the time.
0: Yeah. But uh, mm.
1: something I've come to realize, not just for myself, but from other people in my life who have made the moves to live by themselves, is you tend to outgrow your space. Okay. So that can, be, that can be mentally, in, in terms of you're like, I, I'm not feeling this house anymore, by the way, this house is so lucky, it gives mm. me bad vibes. Or it can be uh, physically, in terms of the things you have in your house. So currently, yeah. in my own situation, mm. I have been furnishing my house mm-hmm. and I'm about I I I I'll, I'll just finish this year. I'm I'm planning on moving to a bigger house next year. So, so it comes see.
0: with with what you mm-hmm. you your, when you're increasing your 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 staff it also means your house is getting smaller. So your house you need is getting to upgrade. Smaller, like
1: <laughs> yeah you're like hey Mazi, I can't see my front door now anymore from my my couch. <laughs> hey no 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 access <laughs> for my eyes to the front door is very important. I need a bigger house you move yeah yeah but and and I've, I've noticed the same with also people who have done made the move like years before me like my older cousins because um i have i had some cousins many years ago used to live in a small house i mm. was at his latest house the house is so big so you see the more you accumulate in your life in terms of physical possessions and material possessions and also yeah. people who you bring into your life mm. that may necessitate now you making a move to, to accommodate now either the, the staff you have or the person you have. So it's often inevitable. But there are some people who have very, very long-term plans in that this person will start earning an income, they will do their financial calculations, they'll have a very long-term goal, and they'll be like, me, I'm going to live in that house for 7000 for the next three yeah. years as I save for X, Y, Z. And there's somebody yeah. who will stay in that house for 7K. Okay, unless they get a girlfriend who comes and puts pressure on them, like, where well, we need a better house. <laughs> but if, <laughs> yeah. but if, if the person <laughs> is willing to be like, me, I'll stay here for 10 years and start a business. There are people who have that model, where they'll move to a house yeah. with very, very cheap expenses. Then they save, 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 save. After like five ten years, the person has a business. You moved where you're like, where did this person get this money? They were planning.
0: Being an adult is more than just an address or a location, it's about making choices and some have taken the choice of staying home a bit longer just to save while others have decided to take that move and do life as is. Moral of the story is everybody is making a choice and That's how adulthood is, I guess. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. Also share it with your friends. And I would love to find out how are you doing life in your foray? How are you taking that step of faith in becoming the better adult version of yourself? Till next time, guys. Bye.